0: This is The Limitless Keith Lee. This is Brody King. This is
1: Angel Garza. Will Ospreay. Hornswoggle. Pentagon Jr. The Villain. Multi scale, the Mexican Ray Phoenix, King Ricochet, Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. And
0: I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask
1: in the glory of the Busted Wide Open. 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 Busted Wide Open podcast.
0: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous, coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Everybody to BWO Live, coming to you from Twitch with a recap of what just went down at Clash of Champions. My and name is Nick Howard, I am Nick Sir Howell.
1: Ian Dangerous. And yes, Nick, we just finished up WWE's latest pay-per-view, Clash of Champions, at which many mm. champions clashed. In fact, all of their champions clashed, with the exception well. of a couple. Well, actually, there's two champions that did not clash this pay-per-view because... They were out, and we found out right before the show started that Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax would not compete at this show. They were not cleared to compete. Also, Nikki Cross not cleared to compete at this show. So that was a bit awkward before the show began, finding that out that they were going to have to adjust on the fly. And I am curious where they picked up that lost time for that that lost match. Uh, and we will talk about what they did instead of uh, having Nikki Cross Bailey. But we have a lot to talk about about this pay per view. I have to say, Nick, I was—I'm still a little shook from the end of this yeah. one. Very, Very shook a thigh. That is me. I—I—I <laughs> I, I, I am looking forward to talking about that last match, the way the show went off the air. I can't wait to get to that. We always do it sequentially, so we don't have any time. I want to get to that. There's a lot of—lots dis- yes. to discuss, lots of good stuff. Some stuff we're going to criticize, but let's do some housekeeping, and then we'll talk about Clash of Champions.
0: Yes, guys. First of all, big shout out to everybody that joined us live in the Discord channel for all of the live chat happening throughout Clash of Champions. Even going back to the beginning of the kickoff show, you guys are amazing. And a special hat tip for those that have been hanging out with me to stay up late night crew. What's up uh, for the G1 that's been going on? So if you're not in the Discord, we do those live chats all throughout the week for all pay-per-views, all shows, all the time. So make sure you get into the Discord. You can find a link down in the panels below right here on Twitch or across our social media profiles. Uh, we've already got a hype train going. You guys are wound up tonight, and, and for good reason, too. We're going to get to all of that. Make sure you're in the Discord. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Subscribe to us over at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open, uh, and make sure Patron's We love you guys. If you'd like to get in on some exclusives, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers. Like at the $5 tier, you get copies of the show notes for every episode, the ability to send in questions every single week uh, for the patron mailbag Mm, episodes. mm. You can compete in the patron pick'em's challenges for the big four WWE pay-per-views. You get get all of our podcast uh, uh, episodes as audio, if you'd prefer them that way, all for just five bucks a month talk about a value. If you want to go even more than that, you can go up to the $10 tier and you get an additional bonus episode exclusive to Patreon as well. Skype calls, all kinds of good stuff over there. It is the best way to support the show and thank you guys for all of your contributions every single month. Patreon.com slash BWO. Ian, I agree. It's almost like a race to the bottom on this one because we got a lot to talk about when we get down there. So let's not waste any more time and go over and talk about what went down at Clash of Champions.
1: So no Nikki Cross, no Shayna Baszler, no Nia Jax, which means no women's tag team titles defended, and Nikki Cross out against Bailey. Uh, they said they were not cleared to compete. Is that just code for COVID?
0: Yeah, they did say not. Med- Charlie did say on the kickoff show not medically cleared. Right. So I'm gonna guess that that's with the number of people like that, and immediately my engineering brain goes contact tracing, and I'm going, well, she yeah. hung out with this person, and this is been- we were having wait wait we <laughs> so were having a whole a
1: angle on NXT with Killian Dane and Drake Maverick that was nowhere to be found. Killian Dane not on TV. Nikki Cross is dating Killian Dane that she's out. Uh, could that be where that's coming from? Which was it, Shayna or Naya or both? Uh, that, was, that was the reason for that one What ha- who was hanging out with who where did this come from they keep everything so close to the vest on WWE when it comes to COVID these days because they don't want to alarm anybody or make it seem like they're being irresponsible cough cough but so mm-hmm. we will we may never even know what went down? But I'm I'm waiting it. for like ten years from now when it, like someone does a shoot interview somewhere and they're like, "Oh, dude, everyone in WWE had at the time. It was it was just a petri dish in that place. But we were just told not to talk about it on pain of being fired uh, because we're you know we're independent contractors. So of course we want right. to make sure that we don't lose our contracts. Yeah. So no idea what really happened there. All we know is that uh, we had those three women out of the show. So they did have to do a little bit of juggling. Uh, But one of the things that got juggled was Asuka and Zelina Vega, which was initially uh, promoted as being on the pre-show, got juggled to the main show. And instead, we got Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defending their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Lucha House Party. And the story here was that that Shinsuke and Cesaro are dominant champions, even though they just lost to the Street Profits recently completely clean for no reason. And Lucha House Party, even though they've beaten them like in singles competition here and there, is not on the same page, quote-unquote, air quotes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That was the story. And that story was really nowhere to be seen. It was essentially a blown-up SmackDown match on the pre-show, which the Heels won. Cesaro and Shinsuke ended up pulling out the win here fairly definitively, without really any... There's really no story from the no, no nothing from Lucha House Party being like, no, they're not on the same page. Uh, Litsa DiDorato got tossed over the the railing at one point and wasn't involved in the finish. And Kalisto, who's the other member who was in the match, just got taken out, like murdered. He got a super swing and a kinshasa at the same time. And that was it. Well, so... I'm wondering, I'm
0: speculating as if this was supposed to go down and that's the reason it was on the main show. It was actually, we were doing our pickums on Friday night. I was actually looking down the list going, this would be a better candidate for the yeah. pre-show unless they're going to do something with the Lucha House exactly. Party. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of speculating that that might have been part of the change of plans with, with those three Did going out. Did they hold uh, back on the ladies. Lucha House
1: Party angle for now because yeah. they wanted to make this a pre-show match? Why couldn't yeah. they have done that on the pre-show though? That that
0: that angle. Uh, because they've they've invested mm. a lot into it. At this point, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, te- quote <laughs> unquote, relatively right? speaking. Uh, you know, rel. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot to to do there, and I, and I think it's just you know, bide the time, have the match. It's the pre-show. Uh, if we're not going to uh, execute on anything, there's no reason to have it on the main show. So let's swap that one out. I, I think it worked out yeah. well, and it gave us a little bit more to do with Oscar. Uh, later, on, I, later on indeed in the show, so. indeed
1: that actually ended up working out fairly well but unfortunately for a pre-show match it was just kind of there nick do we have to do any uh any call outs to our to our chat here are we looking good we
0: do before okay. we move on uh we got to address that hype train that oh, just happened yeah, thank you guys train. very much for all thank of these everybody. yeah oh. right out of the gate we had the hype train going uh costanza with 100 bits said how good was our truth again completely agree cannot cannot get through this without talking about him from start to finish uh kyle with 100 bits said just for a bit of irony roman was out here serving steak and my steaks finished cooking right after the show ended wwe outside of extreme rules has honestly nailed every pay-per-view this year in the good category uh,
1: yeah you're on I'm a really not good track. wrong
0: not wrong uh boa clark with the tier one nice. sub thank you very thank much you. sir welcome to the channel and uh, enjoy the show uh esme with a hundred bits at excellent discord tonight thanks everyone for showing up amen amen thank you very much for that uh let's see mr divian gifted a tier one sub to storm waves oh thank you very much mr thank divian storm make sure you thank mr divian for that tier one sub welcome to the channel and uh will gave us 100 bits at hype train for a hype pay-per-view ending agreed i can't wait to get to the end so we can talk about all of that stuff because oh the nick booking Oh, the Nick booking that's going to happen. Oh, Uh Let's see. R- uh, Rogaton cheered 100 bits. Thank you, sir. Said shout out to everybody. Haven't been on a live show in a while because of work. Cheers. Welcome. Forward. Welcome. Great pay-per-view. Welcome. Thank you. All right. We're good to go. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about on. the main show. Let's talk about the
1: main show. We'll get to our yes. truth at some point. He was around there uh, with a 24-7 championship, running around, losing it to Drew Gulak, uh, and being generally funny, dressed up like a, I guess he's supposed to be like a coal miner. Like an old 49. It, yeah, like an old 49 A gold rush. The Gold Rush, because you know it was Clash of Champions Gold Rush, where all the championship belts have to right. be defended. So he was doing that. That was a lot of fun, uh, but it was not as much fun as the opening match of this show, which was the Intercontinental Championship unification ladder match, because mm-hmm. Sammy Zayn had not been there for six months uh and was the Intercontinental Champion when he left, and he was he yeah. was technically stripped of it, and they had a whole tournament where AJ Styles won it and AJ, or, or, and then Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, and then Jeff Hardy got it off of AJ Styles when he hit him in the head with his knee brace, and there was all kinds of stuff that happened with the Intercontinental Championship. But then Sami Zayn came back and said, um, no, I'm still the champion. And so we ended up having this, a triple threat ladder match between AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Sami Zayn, which, Nick, on our regular show, we said, we thought this was going to be the match of the show. It was up to any other match to step up on this match and beat it. Yep. And WWE, being cruel, punished the rest of their roster by putting this on the, on the beginning of the show and said, follow this. And it was hard to follow this for the rest of the show because these guys went out there and sure enough, put on a classic
0: absolutely wow. amazing and we were even teasing at the end of it it's like all right we don't even let's just go we're live done. now we don't even need to see the rest th- Boy, we'll thank we, god we stayed we'll get back wrong. to yes. that but we did yeah have exactly. to stick around
1: <laughs> they did they did pull it back around oh. but my god what a way to open the show these three th- these three guys went out there and killed each other not a, not a one of them wasn't messed up at the end of this legit messed yeah. up and it was uh you know th- th- spot after spot after spot we would be here for another two hours and we tried to call every spot on this match, people bumping all over the place. Sammy's in out there bumping like Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, uh, just absolutely insane. Um, some nasty spots too. I'm not sure what exactly the spot was that they were trying to pull off, where there was a ladder set up in the middle of the ring. Jeff Hardy's climbing up one side, and Sammy starts tipping it towards the near right turnbuckle, and Jeff starts yeah. climbing up of it, up it, and then down the other side face first as Sammy's tipping it. So that maybe he was supposed to like be laying flat on it in the ring or so I, I don't know what they were going for.
0: I think he was trying to get over to the other side of it to be on top of it as it, and ride it down. And what ended up happening is that he missed and the ladder like clamshelled well, on him yeah. and just like snapped. It came down wh- kind of
1: sideways a little bit. The whole thing flipped over the side of the ring with Jeff Hardy in the middle of it and just came crashing down wh- in a big heap and looked ugly as hell. Luckily, Jeff survived somehow. He's Gumby. He's literally called him Gumby. called a rubber band man in the match at one point and I was yeah. like, you know, pff, they're not wrong. He, the hell that that man has been through in the last match. 20 years. He did, a, he did a spot that he usually finishes matches with, which is climbing up on the top of the tallest ladder and swantoning off of it onto a guy who's, Sammy Zayn in this case, who's prone on a ladder that's bridging between two other things below. That's usually how he finishes matches. That was in the middle of the match. He did that. Yeah. There's some improvisation they, they had to do, obviously, because things went sideways, as they always do in ladder matches, and they did a beautiful job with that, but this was just a brutal knockdown drag-out match until the final act of the match, which saw Sami mm-hmm. Zayn grab a pair of handcuffs, long chain handcuffs, uh, out of his jacket pocket and go running around, and this crazy son of a bitch handcuffs Jeff Hardy's ear, he puts it his gauged out earplugs. Through the gauge hole in his ear and then handcuffs him to a horn swoggle ladder, a little mini ladder, and everyone in the audience just went, Oh God! oh <laughs> No. And then gets back in the ring with AJ Styles and tries to handcuff AJ. It was, fu- it was funny. I don't know why he didn't handcuff AJ to the ropes because he had the opportunity. And that was a bit of a storytelling bumble. But he goes to set up the ladder. And then he goes to try to handcuff AJ to the ladder, saying, I want you to watch as I get the title. Okay. And then AJ takes advantage, beats up Sami Zayn to the point where we think Sami's down and out until we realize Sami has handcuffed himself to AJ. <laughs> he had AJ handcuffed, and AJ was about to walk away, and all of a sudden Sami's arm goes, whoop, flying up, because it's handcuffed to AJ's arm. And AJ realizes it at the same time and just goes, "Ah, crap. And the is going, why would Sami do that Now, he can't get the titles either. And we're all thinking that at home, too. But the brilliance was AJ starts climbing with Sammy on his back. Jeff Hardy gets into the ring with his little, like his new enormous earring of a ladder (laughs) held close to his head. Uh, starts like trying to beat up AJ Styles, trying to hold a ladder to his head and beat up AJ Styles at the same time. Meanwhile, Sammy slips off of AJ's shoulders, slides around the side of this ladder that they're all standing on. Halfway up, pulls a key out of his pocket, gets out of his handcuffs, handcuffs AJ to the, to the the support strut in the middle of the ladder, climbs up, and gets the damn Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn is, your, is still your and Intercontinental still. Champion. And still your Intercontinental Champion. Fantastic, unique finish. Shows off what a conniving, like smart heel, Wiley. Sammy Sane is. You put the title back on him, we get to, to pick up where we left off. You remember how happy I was at WrestleMania when he won the championship? Uh, I'm so much happier now. Even though you convinced me to pick AJ Styles, I'm like WWE's not going to do the right thing. I got all pessimistic. But they did the right thing, Nick! Nick, they did the right thing! They did the right thing. All across this. They made Jeff Hardy look... I mean, They couldn't keep him down in this match. The only reason he was down is because he had a goddamn ladder attached to his face. AJ Styles looks good because he was handcuffed. Sammy just out-thunk him, and you know, yeah, I'm so, I was so happy with this match.
0: I have nothing else to add but other than standing ovation. The, you and yeah. I both are huge marks for ladder matches. This fulfilled everything that I. I this was the, this was the nice, tasty meal, and it was every bit I want. I wanted to eat every morsel off the plate. It's everything said, I wanted it to be.
1: Yeah, and, and and now I'm excited about the future as well because Sami Zayn is the most interesting person of these three to hold the title. We've seen it on AJ. We know what he can do with it, and I love the Abyss stuff, and I love the lawyer stuff. He can still do that without the championship. Yep. Go do it. Jeff Hardy, he's just – I don't know. He's just there. He's not an interesting champion to me. Sammy's an interesting champion. There's a lot you can do with him. Big E's around. Big E wants, you know, you can have a a feud with Big E and have Big E get the title off of
0: him. That's what I'm thinking.
1: You know what I mean? There's all kinds of things you can do with Sammy as a champion. And my God, the promos he's going to be able to cut now that he's claimed his championship again. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, white hot now that he's actually, I mean, he's already white hot cutting some of the stuff about the disputed uh, situation. Just now that he's got that validation. He was on fire. Oh, God. Kill uh, B with the Tier 1 sub. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome. Yeah. Uh, Brian, resubscribe with the two months Tier 1. Thank you very much. Said, first pay-per-view I haven't watched in five years. I trust you to lead the way, Spartacus. Mm. We will I do so. Podcast. Thank you very much, Brian. Kyle with 100 bits says, I want to know whoever agented this match and buy them a drink for an entire night for how inventive it was. I okay. legit thought WWE watched some CZW for this, and we were damn close with Jeff teasing possibly ripping his earlobe off to win the match. Oh just standing ovation for all of it laughed at jeff carrying the ladder around after that yeah agreed Amazing. i actually did wonder if there was if jeff was going to go like full hardcore and just, find like some some ten snips or something and just like snip his earlobe so he could get oh, free and, yeah oh, oh yeah oh yeah let's go i mean if we're going to go let's go
1: <laughs> it, it was bad enough with it in the ear like everyone in the chat we were all like just cringing and uh, but no fantastic uh, good stuff inventive very fun.
0: Yeah. Well, with uh, 100 bits said, uh, so much smart work in this match. Uh, completely yep. agree. The the psychology throughout it was absolutely amazing. Thank you guys all for for all your bits and subs.
1: Brilliant all right. match. Where we go from here? We're going here to, and this is where they put Oscar and Zelina Vega. And I, I at the time I was like, this is a death spot. Yeah. Who the hell is following up that match? And damn it, Oscar did it again. Yep. And and no, I'm not. And that's no disrespect to Zelina because Zelina went out there and did some work. We were we were poo-pooing this match. We were just like, oh, Zelina doesn't look like she's ready. She, you know, the perception and everything else. And we get into this match, and Zelina goes out there, and this is this is the match we got. Was after the match, and Asuka did win. There's no way she was losing to, to Zelina. No. But afterwards, they interview Asuka and they say, Asuka, what do you think about Zelina now that she, you know, came at you in this match? Like she 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 took you. She she messed up your arm. She had a few pinning uh, moments where, like, you were on your you were on your back and your heels on this match, and a few points. And Oscar goes, "Yeah, you know, Zelina is like a firecracker. She's small, but she's dangerous. And uh, you know, she wasn't ready for Oscar. But yo, here's she reached out her hand. She's like, shake my hand, Zelina. And Zelina said, "No, I'm not going to shake your hand." And then she bowed to her, bowed to Oscar, and Oscar went, "All right, cool." Oscar goes for the bow. Zelina kicks her in the gut and jumps out of the ring. This isn't over yet. Uh, Zelina's still a heel, but the point was was that she earned Asuka's respect in this match, and frankly, Nick, I don't know about you, she earned mine.
0: Agreed. Absolutely. I thought this was going to be certain, some especially when they were going to, it was teased that they were going to put it on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just going to be a complete squash in a sort of a exhibition of sorts for Asuka to come out and show everything she can do and why she's amazing. Nope. I'm completely sold on Zelina Vega and her ability and all of that training she's been doing with uh, with Alistair Black.
1: And is, everyone is, else. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. And everyone else is paying off. I mean, you can see the, the mobility of her moving around. Asuka acted as a better base than I thought she would be for Zelina to do some of that stuff. She got her, got Asuka in an arm bar right away off of a counter. Yeah, which she was, was messing really up nice. her
1: arm the entire And that was I like that that was the story of the match was Zelina was like a, a little pit bull. Yeah. With when the arm sorry, sorry, Dog Ziggler, I didn't mean to put it that way. Fair. Uh she was, you know, once she realized that she had gotten Asuka's arm. A little bit injured she just kept going back to that damn thing and she just would not let it go oscar would slam her down she'd still have it in an arm bar uh so no it was it was a great story well told and well played out by the two of them and i like the fact that the finish was just at a certain point Zelina just tiny tiny mistake and oscar's yoink right into the oscar lock yeah and then immediate tap out it was just it was a momentary error oscar's just that good it was, it was a way to have Asuka sell the whole match but still look dangerous. It was a way to have Zelina look like she was mentally competent to get in there with Asuka and actually had some good in-ring acumen. All around, I thought it was another solid match. Nothing memorable, really, but it was, it was better than what I expected, and that counts for something.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely over-delivered from what I expected it to be. Uh, Costanza with 100 bets said, How good was Zelina? Can we please get a legitimate push? Uh, I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Esme with 100 bits said, stop pancaking makeup WWE <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, that wasn't a good sign that one of the biggest uh, things we were talking about in the chat was the fact that someone put uh, concealer, I guess on Zelina Vega's face that looked like, according to, to Kyle, one of our one of our people in chat as well, looked like sunblock on mm. her face. Um, and we were joking about how who had more makeup on their face, Asuka with all of her like green poison dripping out of her eyes and mouth, or Zelina, with her fourteen pounds of concealer. Yeah. So there's no was a reason for that that it. She's naturally
0: beautiful. I understand costume yeah. makeup and things like that, but there's no reason to put that much sort of foundational makeup on.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway. That being said, sometimes you know makeup can look different backstage when you're putting it on, yeah. and then when you go out under the lights, it can. You know, it it can pick it up differently, especially when you put on like fourteen layers of it. <laughs> the way that the the light <laughs> is absorbed into all the layers of makeup changes. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, the next match was, I think, the most boring match that wasn't affected by the last minute changes, and that was Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley, which Nick, we didn't have very high hopes for. No. Uh, it was for the U.S. Championship, and our our theory was, and Nick, I don't know if you changed your mind on this, if Apollo loses this he's pretty much dead in the water.
0: Yeah. You can tell that they are investing heavily into the Hurt business. And I think yes. that the collateral damage of that is going to be Apollo Cruz, and Ricochet. Cedric, Not
1: going to be. It is. It currently oh, it is. is.
0: Now now that we know the outcome of the match, you know, I, there was some a glimmer of hope there that they would flip it back to Apollo and give the Hurt business a mission of sorts outside of yeah. retribution, of course, but to give them something to to chase and pursue and Tell story around, but no. Okay,
1: so we're gonna do it this way. Hmm. Yeah, the Hurt Business airplane is leaving the airport, and they pulled Cedric on at the last minute, uh, but they they left Apollo and Ricochet back uh, back in the lounge because they, they once again Apollo looked pretty strong in this match, but just Lashley was too much for him. It was very similar to the Oscar and Zelina match in the sense that Lashley was kind of on his heels for most of the match, and then uh, at the very end, just powered up. And put Apollo into that hurt lock, and that was that. Apollo tapped out, end of the match. Done. No interference, no shenanigans, no skullduggery. Just straight up beat the man. And Ricochet was ringside, so was MVP and Lashley, but it was they were all irrelevant. They were just there. Yeah. And that was a straight beat. And there's after this, what what does Apollo do? What do you do with him? What do you do with Ricochet? They're not as interesting as hurt business purposes is getting all kinds of time. They're coming out looking like badasses defending against a retribution who we didn't see on the show at all. No. So, yeah, that's... I, I'm i really worried about the careers of both Apollo and Ricochet now. I wonder if they go back to main event and form a tag team and Apollo just becomes the new Cedric.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's more to do with Cedric and Ricochet. I, I, I have no idea what Apollo's going to do right now. Cedric this wasn't, wasn't like even there to match.
1: Tonight. Let those guys have matches. Yeah. You don't just... They have a They have them have grudge matches for the next two months. Oh, I just want to see them wrestle. They're so good together.
0: Send Ricochet down to the uh, after the cruiserweight title against Santos Escobar. You talking about well, lights out matches? Good now lord.
1: Now you're going a whole. Now you're really going far. All, right. All uh, right, on it. But I'm just saying, like, if you want to keep them on the main roster and and save them, I don't. I don't know. This was this was Apollo's last shot, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they might try to run it again, but that is it's it's going to be decreasing dividends the more they do it. So. Yeah. Unfortunate. Right One here. real
0: quick, uh B Rye, Killer B Rye, put in a hundred bits, said thank you, uh thank you, uh Killer B Rye. Retribution was too busy on Twitter to
1: appear. <laughs> too busy killing it on Twitter to appear. I might T bar is slaying the game. Actually, all Jesus of them are. Jesus Christ. If they could get half of that just the way that they're coming across on Twitter into their presentation in WWE, they'd be just fine. Oh man. My God. <sighs> Oh, did you see the the tweet of Eric Bischoff today? Oh yeah, where Bischoff was saying, "Oh, retribution's stupid." Yeah, and they're like, "Hey man, that's we're sorry to hear that, Eric. We want to be like you. We want to take a billion dollar company and run it flaming into the ground too." Ow! Ow! Just, just so money. Jordan things uh, back. Swish. Yeah, so I was being pessimistic with my pickums, and I said Bobby Lash was going to win. Here, uh, you were being optimistic, unfortunately, and you yep. picked Apollo Cruz. So I pick up this one, but neither of us really saw this next one coming. Um, you did, I guess, technically <laughs> I but not not for not the, the way it that went down. Not for the reasons that, uh, not, that that actually went down. Street profits faced off with Andrade and Angel Garza. again. For the 1,200th time. Backstage uh, looking
0: like South Beach, Miami club promoters in their, with their shirts opened up down to their navel and the gold
1: gold chains and that? all of that stuff. <laughs> There's no problem with that. <laughs> Look good. Yeah, it Looked does. Good. It does. It does. Yeah, slick. Uh, but they came out to the ring and uh, seemed to be back on the same page. Of course, they're another team that's having the on-again, off-again. Are they splitting up or aren't they angle? And apparently the story of this match was going to be no, no, now that Zelina's not around, they've fixed their ish, and they're back on the same page because they were working together very well for this entire match. And it looked like they were actually going to pull it off against the Street Profits until Angel Garza got legit injured. And I, it happened so fast, I wasn't really able to tell what happened, but it looked like something with his knee or ankle.
0: Yeah, it was, I think uh, it was a knee because it was right after he gave... Uh, I went back and looked at it. It was Montez Forty gave him a knee strike of sorts. But he landed
1: on it. It was a landing, I think. He yeah, and when, when, he was,
0: when he was crawling, you could see him holding his left leg up off the mat and, yeah, and leaning he, over he and talking to, to the ref, and that's when we got the cross arms. So. We saw
1: an extra happen real quick on the side of the screen, and he yeah. had to, like, one-legged leap for Andrade to get him in yep. and then rolled out, and immediately the trainers came running over to him. Uh, but then, strangely enough, Andrade ends up getting uh, pinned, gets a spine buster and gets pinned by Dawkins and kicks out, but the ref calls for the bell and calls the match right there, which was very yeah. unfortunate because we, we just saw this recently yeah. when Ivar got injured and they just called the match. They're like, no, we're done. Um, you know, Typically, the ref would communicate to the, to the performers, don't kick out. Um, I don't know if it was a language issue with Andrade or it wasn't communicated by the ref or if it was a trainer on the side calling for the bell or what exactly happened. But unfortunately, we had a messy, messy finish to this match. And it makes me wonder if that was the intended finish, if we were supposed to have Andrade and Angel win, but because Angel couldn't get up on the side and couldn't uh, get back in the ring, or or if he was too injured, they didn't want to move him. We had to give it to the street profits and just move on? Or what happened here? But it's unfortunate because the story, in my opinion, was you have to have Angel Garza and Andrade win because if they don't, after all this time and finally changing up their game and getting the same page, if they still can't beat the street profits, just take him out back of the barn and shoot him in the head. Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, give Andrade a singles run. You know, I, I don't know. again. Maybe, maybe he can be Zelina's valet as as she goes on her singles run.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, with his incredible promo ability, that would right. be a, an amazing role for him. Now, this was unfortunate. I, do you think that the original thought was to have? Angel and Andrade, I mean, I know you picked Street Profits to win, but based on what you were seeing this match as far as the storytelling, do you think that's where they were going or did they just call the match early and it was the same result they were going to have initially?
0: No, I I think it was going the way that I was thinking it would go, which was, you know, Street Profits take a little bit of a beatdown, Angelo Dawkins has a little bit of some strength spot moments and then it's all hot tag for Montez Ford to hit that crazy splash he does and they retain. I, I, I don't know what to do with Garza and Andrade right now, though. They're, they're fun foils. They just don't feel like a cohesive team still. And it's, I don't know what
1: to do with them. I want them both to have amazing singles careers. That's what I want. I don't Angel think, and Andrade. Yeah. Well, they might have an opportunity. If Angel's injured, Andrade's going to go solo right now yeah. and might be really up a creek, if that's the case, without Zelina. Um, meanwhile, on the other side of things, Street Profits, who the hell is going to face them now? Uh-huh. Every other tag team on Raw is either injured or out, or has they've beaten them too many times. I mean, the tag team division on, on Raw has gone from atrocious to non-existent. Yeah,
0: it's it's been vaporized. It's basically the Street Profits now.
1: Yeah, so it's it's pretty sad. I mean, they had they literally had to throw together two. They had to throw together a team to face the Street Profits and Angel and uh, Andrade last Monday to determine who was going to to face them. They had to throw together two teams. Seth and, Seth and Buddy Murphy, who are kind of a team. You might, then, you but, might you have Apollo and uh,
0: Ricochet now as a team. I
1: don't <laughs> know. Couldn't be the wor- it wouldn't be the worst thing for him. At least they'd have something to do. Yeah. But too bad there. We got to do any catching up, sir, or can we move on to the next?
0: Uh, just stretch. a couple. Rogatown with 100 bits. It's sad to yeah. see the dong get hurt. I agree.
1: At least he didn't hurt the dong. Seriously. right? The dong that was we know protected. Of. I mean, he was, he was holding his ankle, so that could have been the dong.
0: PW Insiders reporting uh, hip, uh, most of the things that I'm seeing are leg slash knee. And it's all speculation until WWE releases some some kind of status I mean the, update. The,
1: the problem here is that when you're carrying that much meat around in your shorts and yeah. you try to pivot really quickly, the centrifugal force of swinging that dong around, it's kind of like having a, a, a piece of concrete attached by a string to your yeah. navel. And so, you know, it can just... Throw your hip right out if you if you swivel your hips too hard. It's your the favorite dong just,
0: M word that Michael Cole overuses.
1: Yes, the the momentum, the yes. dong momentum, flinging around there, and it just will just just dislocate that femur from your hip bone as it swings and slaps against it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very dangerous thing to be to be carrying that around. So it's it's a it's a heavy burden for any man, you know, even even one who's so manly like like Angel Garza. So, I agree. Yes, thank uh, you, Rogatom, uh, for the hundred bits. He's doing okay,
0: <laughs> Kyle with the hundred bits said, "Raw's tag team division at the beginning of the year is a list of teams either fired, injured, or broken up, except the Street Profits." Yeah, yeah. bingo.
1: Yeah, on the nose. That's it.
0: Thank you guys so much. Uh, yeah, I, I did I picked Street Profits, but this isn't the way that I saw it or <laughs> well, wanted it, even, frankly, to go down. I I don't wish injury on anybody. Uh, and I hate to see it. And it just looks like Andrade didn't get the memo for the for the hey, don't kick
1: out. We're we're ending <laughs> the match. <laughs> right. Uh, but also uh Bailey didn't get the memo that uh, she was gonna defend her title. She challenged her. she came out, sat down in her chair, and challenged everyone in the back, and then nope, nope, too late. You can't challenge me anymore. But that didn't stop her new challenger. Was supposed to be Nikki Cross. Instead, she got Asuka again? Huh? Oscar came out and was like, "Hey, I have a title, but I'll challenge you again. What the heck? It's not like we have, you know, 30 other women hanging in the back who'd love a shot at this and love some TV time or right. pay-per-view time. What the heck? We'll just have Oscar come running out."
0: Yeah, we've already paid Oscar. She can go. To- yeah, we
1: already paid her. Let's, you know, she is one of the greatest things we have. She can make have a good match on the fly with anybody. So screw it. We'll have her come out. We'll have her work with Bailey for about five to seven minutes, and then Bailey will hit her with a chair, get disqualified, and then we can get right back into this whole Sasha and Bailey thing, which is pretty much exactly what happened, which meant the whole Oscar thing was a little bit irrelevant, kind of sad, but it's always nice to see Oscar and Bailey fight because they're great together. Yeah, uh, but it just was it was a little bit eh, it was just kind of there. yeah. but Sasha Banks came back out with her neck brace, and even though she was quote unquote, hurting, and at some points Bailey looked like she was going to get back into it, Sasha did beat up Bailey pretty well with a kendo stick and a chair, and chased Bailey on out of the ring. My question here, Nick, is too soon?
0: Too bit. soon to have uh, Sasha come
1: back and, and get back on the uh, like like stand tall over Bailey here.
0: To uh, what's the alternative? I mean, sure, we could have we could have wheeled out Dana Brooke or a Carmelo. I think they were trying to repackage Carmelo.
1: More time for Bailey to just be a, a shitty heel. Have her have her get DQ'd against Oscar and beat her down. True. Or or not or have Asuka escape or something. Have Bailey stand tall, and we're sitting here going, "God, I hate that Bailey." See what's driving you to if that? Sasha was here to to put that Bailey in her place. Oh, we but too bad Bailey injured her. You know what I mean? It seemed like too soon for revenge. So
0: what's driving us to that line of thinking though is that we want uh, Sasha Bailey at WrestleMania as the as the button as the blow off. Right? We want that big. The big-time match. And I just don't think think it's going to make it six or seven more months. Not at
1: this rate. No. Not at this rate. It's not. It could be and should be a major match at WrestleMania. It ain't going to be if they make it go this quickly. Yep. And I'm not sure. We assumed we both picked. um, Well, let's see. No, you actually picked Nikki Cross. To I thought Nikki trailer.
0: might surprise it and that would el- yeah. that would elongate this whole, you know, booking and angle I pick, because I agree. I, I think it should be a change. mania angle.
1: Yeah. And and you might have been right. That would have that would have drawn it out, but I th- I thought, you know, the only person taking this title off of Bailey should be Sasha. I want to take the one thing that you value, says Sasha to Bailey, and that's your SmackDown Women's Championship. And that I think is the story here. But having Sasha come back so quickly is telling that story really quickly. And you're going to tell that story now? What are you going to have by the time WrestleMania comes around? Okay. That's going to be way too long in the tooth. They're by probably going to have
0: a Hell in a Cell match. We know they've moved that now, by the way. In case you uh, missed that at Quick Advert, it was originally slated for November first. It's now October 25th. So just heads up, update your calendars. I got to update our calendar. Yeah, uh, all kinds of. I- so yeah, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna. We're probably gonna have a Sasha Bailey Hell in a Cell match at this
1: rate. I wonder. That that seems to be too soon for me. Like, really? Already? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I don't know what their thought is here unless they're just not seeing Sasha Bailey being a WrestleMania match, which is mind-boggling to me. That seems like that would be a huge match, especially with all the attention and time they've been giving them this year. Yeah. But that's that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing right now. Um, so unfortunate that, it, in my opinion, that Nikki had to go out and that it was Asuka, which is... I mean, love seeing Asuka, but not the most exciting pick in terms of story possibilities. And then the Sasha thing, which is kind of, I felt like it was kind of quick. Yeah. But it was what it was. It was the middle of the show. This is, I think, when the show really dipped down. And then we got the Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton ambulance match, which I can only describe, Nick, as hard-hitting and utterly bizarre.
0: I can describe it as I did in the Discord. its It was the ghosts of Randy Orton past.
1: Yes. <laughs> And that was the story of the match was Randy Orton continuing to target Drew's weak jaw, which he quote unquote broke a few weeks back and Drew being a little off of his game. But Randy Orton continually like always leveled out as soon as he got any kind of momentum, (laughs) any kind of momentum. One of the people that he kicked in the head over the last few months would come back and put him in his place. Whether it was Big Show by the side of the ring showing up and bombing him onto the table, Christian in the back. Uh, in the catering area, they made their way back there, uh, and, and Christian kicked him back there, took down Randy Orton back there. We get back outside. Randy Orton is tossing Drew all over the ambulance, through the front windshield. Drew's bleeding everywhere, gets on the top of the ambulance, and he's posing up there. He's throwing Drew off the damn thing, posing up there, looking strong. Shawn Michaels shows up out of nowhere, super kick to the face, and then tosses Randy off the top of the ambulance as well in a really good-looking spot. And then at the very end, we have a nice back and forth with Randy Orton RKOing Drew, trying to throw him into the ambulance, and Drew barely making it back out just to stick Randy Orton on the edge of the ambulance, punt kick him in the head, toss him in, shut the doors, and then Ric Flair drives the ambulance away. So the question here is, Nick, is did all that interference make Drew look less strong? And if so, was it necessary to have Randy Orton's whole arc wrap up here?
0: See, I th- I think that would have been something fun to save. There there is exactly. all of that history. I feel like again, much like with Sasha and Bailey, keep it in your pants. You had you yeah. that was you you just you just that you <laughs> can't go back to that. You that's you spent that capital. Spent it. yeah. It's it's done. Like you you can't go back to that now. So all the, that the, he, only the, left, yeah. the only thing that's left, the only thing that's left is Edge.
1: And he's not back for another few
0: months yet. Sure. So I, I was thinking something around the holidays would have been fun, and when I started really thinking about it, I said in the Discord, "Oh yeah, we could do less, like a well, like a Scrooge kind of like a Christmas uh, Christmas Carol kind of thing." Where yeah, you have everybody come back, and then Ric Flair drives the ambulance off. And I want to know which one of you were the mole that was in Discord tonight, and you saw that, and you went and told WWE, and they did it.
1: Yeah. Who on the on on the on the spur of the moment they got Ric Flair there, flew uh, him down r- from r- yeah, who was it from Charlotte. Which which one of you did it? Did it in fifteen it's minutes. It's crazy
0: when I say some of my crazy, outlandish stuff and then actually watch it happen. It it amazes even me sometimes. Uh, let's see. Will? Oh nope. We got a lot of bits coming in. Esme with hundred bits. And shout out to Jacob for being the poll master in Discord. Yes, Jacob. Yes, thank, thank you, so you very much, much for, that, for filling in really. with Ant, for Andy, I believe he was working tonight. Uh, Will threw a hundred bits in. Said I thought Drew looked strong enough, but it made me wonder if Randy is gone until Edge comes back. I think that's the case.
1: I think it, we I might move on to he's the next take opponent. Some time off. Yeah, we I still got if to take sort out Keith off. Lee.
0: <sighs> There's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Will. For uh, Kyle threw in 100 bits. Said Drew already has his clean win at SummerSlam, so he doesn't look weak here. So part of my reason for picking Randy here also played into the fact that Florida's opening back up. It's looking like we're going to have fans legit back in time for Hell in a Cell in a month and I, by flipping it to Randy, you get to flip it back to Drew, and he gets his sort of anointment in front of fans in that eruption as he wins it back, right? And that was part of my reason for picking Randy, plus to get him to the 14th, mm. and he needs two more to get to 16 to tie it over the next year or two. Who knows how long that's going to take. But yeah, I, I, after I saw this whole thing and that they were spending that capital on bringing everybody back, there's absolutely no way you could still have Randy win that match. They would crater Drew.
1: Nick Booking, mm-hmm. it is the book, the book of death. That's right, yeah. that's, that's I, Flipping the title back and forth like that made no sense to me, which is yeah. why I picked Drew. And I was happy when he won because he should retain it until the fans come back and yeah. not drop it because he's going to come out as the champion and fans are going to lose their damn minds. What, not, not, he doesn't have to win it back. Just come out with it. So, yeah, I think Randy might be gone for a while. <laughs> or he could just show up on Raw and be like, yeah, you put me in an ambulance, but I didn't leave in an ambulance. I wasn't that messed up. And hell in a cell, let's go, Drew. I, it's WWE. Who knows? <laughs> I, I think I think that good storytelling would dictate he stays away for a while because yeah. you wrapped up so many things with him here. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we'll see. They're not known for great storytelling always at WWE. Or so the conventional wisdom is. Because then we had our main event of the evening, which we were all kind of scratching our heads at. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, I thought was going to go second to last because, Nick, I'm not going to lie, I thought this was going to be a five-minute squash. I thought this was going to be a little bit of jaw jacking, uh, you know, I'm the I'm the big dog, I'm going to put you in your place, little cousin. Wham, bam, Superman punch, spear, thank you, ma'am, wreck everything and leave. That was not what we got. No, no. We got Samoan godfather out here.
0: We we got feels that I haven't had. Uh, I'd have to go back to probably
1: Daniel Bryan. At WrestleMania yeah. 30. There yeah. was motions here. There was there was some strong motions. There was feels. I had the there feels. There was some big feels. Some big feels in this match. Uh, they, they made this monumental all the way from the promo package for the video package they had for this, which was extremely strong.
0: And they played it all three the way- times throughout the night tonight
1: because it was so damn good. It's really good. Uh, all the way to the entrances with Jay coming out with the flowers on the flower. Um, it's not a lay. I apologize, but it's the, it's the necklace of flowers that he's, he's wearing. Um, it's a symbol of leadership
0: or something like yeah, that. In
1: tribal Samoa and Polynesia. I, I admit to not knowing the exact significance, but it did seem to have that significance in this match, uh, which we'll get to. But uh, Jay had a strong entrance, but then Roman comes out, as he <laughs> promised, shirtless, no tack vest, looking like a gigantic wall of Samoan meat. Now, I want to preface this by saying that in our Discord, we had a lot of discussion because we have a, 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 what is fantastic about the Phenomenal Ones is we've got a really good grouping of both males and females in our, in our discussion groups, in our, in our Discord, in our Facebook, it's fantastic. And I love having this many voices uh, with different perspectives there because so many wrestling groups that you go to, it's just wall-to-wall dudes. And so hearing all the different voices is fantastic, particularly because we had a wall of text at one point about who was more manly hot, Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton until Roman Reigns came out <laughs> shirtless and then shirtless. And then it became like this huge, fast moving wall of, of thirst gifts, like just <laughs> uh, hearts and, and like, and both men and women were throwing out like jaw drop, like eyes bugging. Holy crap.
0: My James, James McAvoy fanning himself. Uh, yeah. I love that oh, one.
1: It was, uh, it was, a, <laughs> it was across the board, across the aisle everyone was just going damn Roman damn
0: my problem with Roman for the longest time even I mean when it was in the shield it made sense but in that five years since he's kept the tack vest he looks like he looked like a child's toy in in, in, yeah. in real life right yes an IRL child's toy that does not that is not a child's toy that is a that is a man. <laughs> that that is, a, no, that is that's a, a
1: man that's a toy for the grown-ups right well there. <laughs> okay calm down calm down oh calm sorry i'm oh, sorry just i'm still still in the moment take a sip no. of water sir so in dangerous <laughs> oh, that's, a good, that's a good point hold on i need to wash that down with a dr- little glass of water
0: uh so roman comes out looking like a monster oh, my that he does no longer does he look like that child's toy he looks like a monster yep. he is not smiling he's not mm, doing his his duck face thing that <laughs> mm, thing that he does he oh. he's just got the look of i'm about to beat somebody's
1: ass Hence jaw tight eyes just oiled up he looks like a top guy now he doesn't look like a cartoon version of a top guy he Feels like a top guy, yeah. And Jay Uso is, you know, he's a he's an in shape dude. Uh, he's a good looking guy. He's got good tattoos as well. Goofy hair, but it's fine. It's it's some sort of fashion, I guess. But when Jay comes out with the Usos, they look like they can handle their business. And it's not till Roman gets in the ring with Jay. And the whole point of this feud is Roman is the alpha of the family. He's the family leader. He is the, quote, tribal chief, which we'll talk about in a second. Jay is not. Jay is another family member. He's one of the twins. He's one of the brothers. They've all been close their entire lives. But Roman was always the dude who was going to be – he was the chosen one of the family, right? Jay and Jimmy, great in their own right. But Roman's the man. And Roman gets in the ring next to Jay Uso. And between – you know, there's something about the way that a superstar stands – that is different from someone who is just a star, if that makes sense. Swagger. It's, but it's also stillness. Yeah. There's, there is a way that a nervous, up-and-coming person stands, like someone who's really excited to be there, and they've got some nerves about the match, yeah. uh, and they're, you know they haven't seen it all and done it all. They don't have the confidence. They don't have that presence. Roman has gone from... Having it's, it's, he's always had a good presence, but he has dialed what makes him captivating up to goddamn 11. Yeah. And putting him next to Jay Uso, you see the difference. Jay's got that little bit of kind of twitchiness to him. Physically, he's not as imposing. Um, he doesn't exude all caps, alpha male, the way that Roman does. And just the two of them standing across the ring from each other mm. tells the story, as well as that video package, as well as any Paul Heyman promo. Just the image of the two of them standing there and Roman just looking at Jay and being like, I'm, I am the man of the family. You need to respect that. And Jay going, Jay being kind of like this, you know, the, the, the non-alpha, the secondary wolf, the one that wants to be like to take over the pack. And you can tell, like, you're just, you're Scar. You're not Mufasa, dude. Like, you, we can tell just looking at you. You're not that. And that told us the story before the match even began. And then the match started, and it was fantastic. Yep. It was just all storytelling. They had the, the mics turned up all over the place. So you could hear all the quiet things that Roman was saying to Jay, the things he was saying to Charles Robinson, the referee, the pattern between him and Paul Heyman, all of which told the story. You could you could get right in close, and when when Roman puts Jay into the corner, and they have like a very awkward break in the corner, the looks that they're exchanging speak more volumes than any acting I've seen in in, in wrestling in forever. Even in the in a very there was a very similar ending to this match as there was in the uh, DiJack Karrion and Cross Keith Lee match, and right. I loved that finish. The acting here was better. And I don't know if it's because they were just in they were in the right. There's more headspace. history
0: and story to tell, and there's something with family that just amps things huh. up to another level that you can't yes. get outside of that.
1: Yeah. So. And it was and the first and the first I would say act of this match was Roman essentially showing that he can dominate Jay. Like Jay had some some pep and he had he had you know he was had some fight, but Roman just had his number.
0: Had you and, ever seen Roman Reigns collar and elbow tie up before? Because I hadn't
1: not in a long time it's been a while and they were doing a lot of fundamentals in this match yeah. and it was a very it was very simple in a lot of ways they didn't do anything fancy because this was about the story and the storytelling was so in the front with this and it was so engaging it was captivating the entire time because they set it up so well and because they continued to get, keep us drawn in throughout the match um even with jay coming back you know the other, the commentary saying Jay is just out of his league here. No disrespect, he's one of the all-time tag team guys, but he's just out of his league. Roman lives on this level, and Roman even said that he's like, "Welcome to my level, dude. I live here. You're getting a taste of it now." Yep. But Jay has has a couple of comebacks. He catches Roman out a couple of times, uses his speed to get an edge on him. Some fast moves that Roman doesn't expect. But ultimately, Roman does put him down, and then he starts. You know, finally gets the spear off on him. Finally gets Superman punch spear, puts Jay down. Doesn't go for the pin. And Charles Robinson kind of looks at him like, what the heck are you doing? And Roman's like, n- 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 we gotta, we got to teach him lessons here.
0: This is family business. You're, yeah, I don't family need business. you
1: here. I don't need you yet. I'll let you know when I need you. And I love Roman commanding Charles Robinson through this mm-hmm. match. Charles Robinson at the one point, Roman's outside and like jumps in to break the count. And Charles Robinson, as he gets back out, goes, what are you doing? And Roman looks at him very calmly goes, whatever I want to do. And so at the end of this, Roman gets down there with Jay and just says, I need you to tell me that I'm your tribal chief. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me.
0: Acknowledge me. And in my Call head, me. the first thing that popped into my head was, there's a faction here. We, we could do something with this once Jimmy comes back. Because we hadn't gotten to a certain point yet in, in mm. this. In my head, I was going, okay, we, we could totally have them acknowledge Roman Reigns as the leader, as the alpha and then they become a sort of faction and, and the bloodline, a, a dynasty of sorts, right? It's it's yeah. one of those things we've all speculated about. That wouldn't it be cool if the cousins all got together?
1: But I like the fact that here we saw Jay was not going to give in to Roman. He was not going to call him that. He's like because because Roman had beaten him down in a way that that pissed him off even more. Yeah, you know, in a way he was on the ground sitting there going, "Dude, you're such a dick." You know, we've been doing this since we were kids, but man, you have really taken this to a level that's you know how like when you're playing as kids and it's always fun until someone gets hurt. Yeah. And there's the one kid that takes it just too far. Yeah. That and you're all kid. At, everyone kinda looks at them and goes, Dude, what really? Yeah. Was that necessary? That was Roman in this match. Except he knew exactly what he was doing. It wasn't an accident. And so Jay's anger came from that. And Roman starts to beat him down on the ground like Brock Lesnar beat Randy Orton at SummerSlam 2016. I think that's when it was. Uh, Just elbows, like hammering him until Charles Robinson gets in. Is like, dude, I'm going to call the match. And Roman's like, you ain't calling a damn thing. Yeah, i got to teach him a lesson. This is family stuff. Continues to beat him down until Jimmy comes hobbling out of the back, injured. And Jay is is lying there in the ring. And Jimmy gets over there with a towel and says, I'm going to throw this in. And Jay says, don't you dare. Don't give him the satisfaction. And Roman looks at Jimmy and says, why don't you call me the tribal chief? Y'all recognize me as the tribal chief. And they're both like, no, I, we're not going to. Jay finally says, no, don't throw in the towel. So Roman takes him in and beats him until Jimmy is forced to throw in the towel, calls Roman the tribal chief. Jay still refuses. Roman stands tall, takes the, the, the flowers that Jay wore out, has Paul very ceremoniously put them around Roman's neck, and Roman stands tall at the end, goes to beat Jay up again, by the way. Jimmy throws his body in the ring between Jay, Jay's lifeless corpse, and Roman, who's just pounding away on him. Really just a fantastic moment of Jemmy uh, getting in there and throwing his body in, the, in harm's way and saying, dude, what are you doing? And then Roman stands tall to close the show. Such compelling stuff. Like standing ovation. Standing ovation. So simple, so straightforward. But again, it could be everything from you know bad sitcom, bad daytime TV we've seen that to Roman the Godfather before. right like this kind of family drama you can go like this the whole gamut it's just about it's about the intensity it's about how much they believe it the acting the moment and they got they nailed it all yep one like just they stuck the landing you know it was it was fantastic stuff and this is I'm wondering if they're gonna, compelling,
0: I'm wondering if they're gonna wheel the rest of the Samoan family the dynasty out. To anoint something. him and have some kind of ceremony and things, something like I mean, they have a good opportunity to do it. Well, they won't
1: because they can't have them all there. Yeah, they'd have to be tested and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, having them, you know, give speeches remotely, I think, is the best they're going to be able to do for now. Uh, kind of like I think how they did for the video. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I am curious where they go next on this because they left it in a very, very. Uh, interesting spot.
0: Well, we're gonna we're gonna drop the big dog gimmick, and Roman Reigns is gonna start wearing a grass skirt and the ceremonial tribal leadership uh, headgear and and call and necklace.
1: Right, and he's gonna come out looking like the headhunters. Is that what you're he's saying? He's the tribal chief. Yeah. I hope they don't go full blown racist WWE with it. Right. I really hope they don't. I hope that they keep it to where it's at now. Where they just are referencing the heritage, they're referencing the the bloodline, if you will. But beyond that, beyond the family, it's not a, a plot point. Yeah, it's relevant now because they're all family. Jay is family. Romans family. That it makes it about an inner family struggle and the history of their you know of their family and uh, where they're from and all of that being wrapped up in it is part of what makes it compelling. But don't go crazy with it beyond that. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I think it's right where it needs to
0: be. The one tweak I would make is maybe another week or two and we have the Usos basically join up as uh underneath and we have a we have a faction underneath Roman Reigns.
1: Well I don't even know if we need to go there yet. I'm I'm liking Romo Romo. Romo? Tony Romo. Uh football in the brain, sorry. Uh, I like I like Roman as being solo, as being this aloof chief, if you will, of the family who will beat you down if you get lippy with him. If you try to get out of your place, if you try to question his authority, he'll beat you down. I like that Roman. I don't, you know, if eventually the Usos come around and they're just with Roman because they're family, but they don't like it. Okay, fine. But I don't think they should flip that quickly on it. I like him being this quiet, aloof, dominant badass. Thanks. This is the Roman we wanted for years. Man of few words. Very, you know, the, the stillness, the, 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 the intensity. Comes in, whoops, he's a badass. He comes in, whoops ass, and leaves. That's what we've always wanted, and we've gotten cartoon Superman Roman. They finally did it, Nick. They finally gave us the Roman... That people have been saying he should have been all along, yeah. And me. I wonder, I wonder if we needed to go through all of that torture <laughs> of Roman being obnoxiously booked and presented to be grateful for the Roman we're getting now.
0: It's funny you say it that way because we had to go through Rocky Maivia to get the Rock.
1: Much less time,
0: of course. Uh, we
1: still we had to go through
0: all the Nation stuff, which was fantastic.
1: Nation stuff is where he really hit his stride. Yeah, right.
0: Um, but he didn't become the people's champ. He didn't become The Rock until beyond that. And that was years.
1: But not that many. Go back and look. It's not been
0: been seven years like it's been with Roman.
1: Maya via to The Rock was two years at most. Two
0: years, yeah. At most. Things moved a lot faster.
1: Roman was, yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Yeah, (laughs) The Roman experiment went on for a lot longer and ruined WrestleMania main events. Like, it went on for a long time. Uh trying to figure out how to how to fit that that wood piece into the, the wrong-shaped hole. So they but here's the thing: we're sitting now looking at this pay-per-view, where I think across the board, everyone was sitting there at the end of this match. Whether or not you liked the finish, whether or not you liked how drawn out it was. I've seen some criticism which I don't agree with already online of people saying, like, oh, it was kind of overdone. <laughs> I this was what I wanted from Roman Reigns. They took a main event that we all knew the outcome of. Everybody knew, as certain, like one of the most certain things you could ever have in wrestling that Roman was going to beat Jay. And they made it possibly the most compelling match on the card from a story standpoint. Certainly the the latter match was the most exciting. But this was this was you can't look away from your TV television
0: uh my only concern is that they overuse the tribal chief tagline slash gimmick we got instead of michael cole yelling the big dog we got the tribal chief roman <laughs> reigns it's gonna happen it's gonna oh, get, God, it's I gonna get not. overdone you all know i'm right too yeah it's I, already I had just, had I'm, had that's that my way. only concern and it's gonna ruin everything that they built tonight if they do if yeah, they go that
1: can be with they, it yeah they like to overdo things and the tribal chief thing may get it may get overdone and i i do think that it's a little cringy in 2020 to be calling someone a tribal chief
0: also rip rip king corbin you're you're not the leader of anything anymore what's being king of the ring do for you now there's a tribal chief what, what do we need a king for
1: <laughs> uh maybe their paths will cross at some point nick and and
0: Challenge we'll see what for happens.
1: Leadership. <laughs> yeah, leadership of the locker room, or something, or or something. I don't know. Whatever they want to make up. But uh, but yeah, uh, we both again, we both knew that Jay wasn't winning this. But damn, I liked watching this, even though I already knew the outcome. The thing that the made it that great for was.
0: me was the 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 Bance it, with it throughout yeah, the match. All exactly. of all of the back and forth and the dialogue and everything,
1: just so deep, wild. so thought out. Everything. Paul Heyman, for the most part, in the first part of this match, being on the right side of the ring, so he wasn't. Pulling attention away from the match. We could really get invested in the story between the two. And then he gets to the back when Roman's on his back foot a little bit so that he can sell the worry about Roman Reigns. And then he gets back out of the way at the end where we're t- getting the really fam- the real family drama again. The everything about the placements match, Charles Robinson's reactions, Roman's reactions to Charles, like just as you said, the Bants in the ring, the-, the-, the way that they were talking. Even though we did get some of the, we heard some like backstage stuff and some other noise. Because they had the mics up so high. Yeah. And we're probably just trying to figure out which mics to get so we could catch all that's going on. It was it was delicious. Yeah. Fantastic. It was a steak. Yeah. The, and I mean, Roman Roman promised us steak. He said, You gotta wait for steak. And you know what? We're already getting steak, as far as I'm concerned.
0: I love how Roman was trying to get Jay to acknowledge him as the tribal chief, and we cut over to that kind of over the shoulder shot of Paul going,
1: You are the tribal chief.
0: <laughs> Maybe not and he goes, Roman I don't want ste- to hear
1: it from you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear it from him. <laughs> Just a bunch of so much good stuff in this. So much good. Shut stuff. Shut up, Paul God. Uh, how are we looking over there in chat? Uh, sir? We got a any lot of catching thoughts? up to do. Uh, Let's we do. Been it. we been talking for, for a good twenty minutes. Well, uh, we, <laughs> we had we had thoughts, and I'm sure everyone in the chat has thoughts. Let's hear the thoughts. Yeah.
0: Uh, Esme with a hundred bits said, "Shirtless Roman, it's the hot dog." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Esme. Uh, Will with hundred bits says, <laughs> "I was praying busted. for Esme's AC bill during this main event." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Will. Yep. Spontaneous. Uh, spontaneous. Sean Seaton uh, with a hundred bits. Don't think I've ever found Roman to be so compelling. Looking forward yep. to whatever is next. I agree Amen. completely. Uh, kill a so. right with a hundred bits. This match was pure psychology and emotion. This mm-hmm. tribal chief is long overdue. Being away for a few months is what we needed. Yeah, sometimes that's all it takes, right? And you, you Just a little bit, you, a little reset. When you're away from work for six plus months, you get a lot of introspective time. Not to mention time to raise your newborn twins. Um, but uh, at the same time, you're you've, you're in your head a lot, and you're thinking about yeah. stuff, and you get creative. Um, and yeah, that's I'm the, that's sure the thing.
1: Every, everyone's sweating over Roman taking his shirt off. We know he's virile. He's got like 18 kids, right? And they're all the man twins. Doesn't he doesn't shoot blanks. He's got Superman sperm. He's shooting two bullets at once. Right. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. He is the big dog.
0: Thank you, Killer. Uh, Rogatan with 100 bits said after Jimmy came out, the emotions were Rocky IV like. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Throw the damn towel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do I must, it. <laughs> I must break you. Uh, Will with another hundred bits said Jimmy had to try and convince us he's a champ. Roman just is. A ch- I think you mean Jay. Jay had to try and Jay. convince us he's a champ. Yeah. Roman just is a champ.
1: Exactly. And that, but that, that, thats the thing—is that was the story. Yep. And Jay would. Jay went along with it perfectly because all he has to do is go out there. And act like he's trying to be a champion material and it plays perfectly because Roman just already is. And so Jay going out there and just acting naturally worked perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Thank you, Will. Uh, next up, Kyle said with 100 Bits said, if WWE can't get the rock for Mania for whatever reason, they should run Jay and Roman back at Mania and build Jay from now to Mania and make Jay a new star with that moment.
1: <laughs> but again, because of exactly what we are just talking about, I don't know if they can. No. Jay works in a tag team because the two of them function so well together and they're so exciting, but neither one on their own feels like a star on the level of Roman Reigns. Or a Drew McIntyre, or a Randy Orton, or especially The Rock. Yeah, they just don't. They're not WrestleMania main eventers, and that was the point of this story: is you can want to be all you want, but you're, but you're not.
0: And that's what he was saying to him the whole time. He says, "I live in this life. I've lived. Yeah. I've been here. For I wish seven. I could
1: grow a Nick beard. I could wish all day, all night. I could sit there and stare in the mirror at my bare little cheeks and be like sprout hairs, but they're not gonna." They're not going to Acknowledge gonna me. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge <laughs> me. Facial hair. Yes. Acknowledge me as your tribal chief. You're and they're, right. it's not going to work. I can want all day long, but yeah. it's not going to happen. But you just have to work with what you've got. And in the case of Jay Uso, he's already a future Hall of Famer in the tag division. He's going to be fine. It's not like, you know, oh, you poor thing. And not everyone's a WrestleMania main eventer. No. There, there's literally like what? WrestleMania main eventers. There's literally like less than 30 of them.
0: Yeah, so I, I wouldn't even go that high, right? Concerning current, the current modern WWE, I wouldn't even have thousands ten, maybe and ten.
1: thousands of wrestlers. How many have main evented WrestleMania?
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. All time.
1: Okay. I you thought know what you I'm meant saying? like current times. Maybe, maybe like no. five, six. Blah. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm saying is uh, Jay is just, he doesn't feel yeah. like a WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah. And I, I don't think that you could build him up to be one. And I don't think they need to or that they should. Nope. This, was, this is the the proper place to spend his equity in the story of Roman Reigns, who is a star, is your WrestleMania band adventure. Jay is a star as well, but just in a different milieu, in a different scene. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: Costanza with 100 Bits said, Cole, stop calling him the big dog. I think he's going to have to at this point. He also, might. I'm hoping that they're, they're – actually, I think Roman did say that they're going to drip feed – the changes. Yeah. So the shirt off was the first one. He's probably gonna have a neutron. He's probably he's, that's gonna say the tribal chief instead of the cartoon dog. Uh and the new music. So I I think that's coming. Uh thank you, Sansa. Uh Esme with a hundred bits, shout out to Jade dodging that spear. That was awesome. Uh yeah, and, and I mean there was a lot of stuff
1: in here in this match that was uh, that put spear all of the family sick.
0: stuff aside, this was actually a really decent match yeah. between the Simple. two of these guys.
1: Very simple match. Yeah. But then like you said, like no, totally. That's that spear dodge where he went over his back was was so slick. Yeah. Again, comes from lifetime experience, I guess.
0: And finally, uh Sean Seton, so who ch- with a hundred bits? So who challenges Roman at hell in a cell? That's the question. Where do we go from here? Do we do we have to wait a, a whole week till Friday to find out what's gonna happen here?
1: I think yeah. we do. <laughs> we absolutely do, and I don't mind waiting. If, if it's compelling, if it's good enough, this is the difference between when you go and look at the Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio feud. I don't give a damn what comes next in that feud because damn. it's not compelling. It's silly for the most part. I don't care what comes next. I, you know I, But in this feud, I have to wait till Friday? Ooh, I can't wait. You know, I'm looking forward to Friday. Night. if I have to wait till Friday, I will wait till Friday. But man, I'm excited for it now.
0: How spoiled are we the, to the fact that literally almost every single night of the week we have wrestling content to consume and we don't really have to sit around and not have a night where there's not any wrestling on?
1: Some would say spoiled, Nick, and some would say my eyeballs are falling out of my head. But that yes, is also true.
0: That is yes. also true.
1: Yes. And and I'm also trying to set up horror palooza at the same time. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> lot. You're ready for another back-to-back weekend of pay-per-views, aren't you? yeah (laughs) thanks wwe uh last killer b ride with 100 bits rock versus roman to decide who the tribal chief is Mm -hmm. that the level of how emotional and personal that could get would be epic the rock would be 100 percent invested for the first time since austin
1: rock has said he wants to do it (laughs) roman has said he wants to do it dog ziggler wants dog ziggler wants it to happen everybody wants it to happen um It's just a matter of making it happen. I've I've even seen Roman start to say it in absolutes. Um, And when you look at this match with Jay, this is a microcosm. This is a small version of what that could be. And as great as this was, yeah, Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania with the family on the line, that's a goddamn WrestleMania main event.
0: Yep. Big time. That so. that's as big, if not bigger, than Randy Orton and John Cena for the seventeenth.
1: One of the biggest yeah. WrestleMania matches I could imagine at this current day and age. Yeah. So overall, Nick, what were your thoughts on the pay per view, uh, start to finish?
0: Um, I mean the bookends were incredible. Some questionable bits in the middle, like it's kind of like that uh, late night two a.m. cheeseburger you get from Norms. You're not really sure what the meat's made of, but it really tastes good, and you're and you're just gonna. I listen, I I like this pay-per-view. I really do. I all, There's several, two or three things I want to go back and watch again, as I normally do. Um, I want, I'm i curious. I'm scared for Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, I'm concerned that we're pulling the trigger too soon on Bailey and Sasha. But, I mean, Drew and Randy is, is hot fire. I'm anxious to see if that was the blow-off, or if Randy's going to waltz out tomorrow night on Raw to open the show and be like, I'm fine. That wasn't nothing. I'm the legend killer. And we are back to doing that whole thing again, and Where's Keith Lee in all of this? I have so many yep. questions after the show, which is a great thing. Normally I'm just if it's a bad one, I'm just like, eh,
1: I'm good. Flip the eh, table and go let's do go something. go play else. some video yeah. games,
0: whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I have so many questions now after this pay per view. They've done an amazing job of setting me up for the next month of content.
1: Yeah, uh, the best kinds to. of entertainment are the ones that stay in your head afterwards. You keep processing and thinking on, you know what I mean? That's that's why we call it a steak. You chew on it for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's so much flavor and so much heft there and we apologize to all of our vegan listeners it's portobello mushroom closest sure. thing yeah. i don't know. uh but yeah no i thought i agreed nick open and close with some absolutely amazing stuff when i look at pay-per-views and think how good they are one of the things i think about is will we remember this pay-per-view in the future how will it be remembered i think this is a pay-per-view that will be looked back on fondly because of the the, the opening match and the closing match the middle is forgettable no one's going to remember the ambulance match between drew and randy no one's going to remember any of the other stuff in the middle it's it's all pretty much irrelevant stuff but man those two matches were outstanding mm. like like top tier outstanding and and might be in my list for best matches uh, you know, or most memorable matches of the year come the end maybe not best but most memorable so yeah very very high marks at least for those good point so yeah uh, and point? overall overall it was close nick although i did edge you out 6 to 4 in the pickums I hate to say it's kind but, of a bullshit uh,
0: result, anyway. With all the you know the the swerves.
1: I mean, you did you did uh, you picked up the ones with the with the nasty with the with the matches where there was a problem. Yeah, like,
0: but I mean the Nikki match and um, not that she was ever going to win it anyway. I don't know what I was thinking.
1: I don't know what you're thinking either, but but there we are. That was Clash of Champions, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with here on the show. Thanks everyone in Twitch for hanging out with us and and talking to us about it. Thank you to everyone listening to us at home, and thanks for everyone who hung out in the Discord tonight it was a lot of fun and uh i always love when we have a good pay-per-view because everyone's spirits are high afterwards uh especially even more so where we have such big sweaty men's like Mm. roman reigns and and uh drew mcintyre out there showing off their their manly physiques and their manliness Mm. you know Mm. what i'm saying
0: Mm. Mm. well thank you very much for joining us guys and for hanging out tonight in discord all that above shout out to everybody that threw in bits and subs oh i got one more to do sean Uh, With 100 Bits said, thanks for tonight, guys. It's coming up to 5 a.m., and I'm going to bed. Thank you very much for hanging with us, Sean. You're a trooper, dude. You're an animal. Thank you. (laughs)
1: Thank you, everyone, for throwing in the bits today. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. You guys are are phenomenal.
0: Absolute legends. Thank you guys so much. Uh, BWOPodcast.com for all the links to all of our stuff. But come follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWOPodcast. Search for Busted Wide Open on Facebook. Like our page over there and send us a join request to get into the discussion group with all the other phenomenal ones with all the memes and the news links and all kinds of good stuff there make mm-hmm. sure you get into the discord that is the place to be and uh, subscribe to us over at youtube.com slash busted wide open and of course patrons thank you guys so much make sure you get your questions in patrons for the mailbag episode going on on tuesday right after our main re- raw recap show tuesday night the post is up you can find it over on patreon but if you would like to get your questions in you can do that as well plus the ability to get show notes uh, participate in the patron Pickups challenge every four big four pay-per-views yeah. and audio only versions of every show uh you can get that over at the five dollar tier on patreon uh ten dollar tier has bonus episodes all kinds of good stuff but patreon.com slash bwo we will be doing a raid hang tight guys we'll do it right after we do the outro here so hang tight but my name is nick howell you can find me on twitter at data center dude
1: and i am sir ian dangerous you can find me on twitter at sir ian dangerous
0: but my god but somebody stop the damn max!